Welcome to Falun Gong News, direct from China and around the world, from the Minghui website. Topics include news about the persecution of Falun Gong in China, local events, and special items of interest. Now for this week's stories. Sweden. Practitioners of Falun Dafa, also known as Falun Gong, hosted truth-sharing activities at Stockholm's Mintergit Square every Friday and Saturday afternoon in November of this year. The square is located next to Sweden's Parliament House and is a busy thoroughfare between Sweden's historic town and the Royal Palace. Falun Dafa practitioners introduced the practice and told people how the Chinese Communist Party, the CCP, has persecuted the spiritual discipline for decades. Practitioners collected signatures on petitions aimed at helping to end the persecution. A man from Israel carefully read the informative poster boards and sadly added his signature to the petition. He expressed a serious commitment to help spread the truth about Falun Dafa and the persecution. Falun Dafa practitioners have organized truth clarification activities over the years and won the support and admiration of many people in Sweden. India, 13 paintings from the art of Jen Shanren collection were displayed by Falun Dafa practitioners during the Hot of Art exhibition from November 9th to November 11th. This exhibition took place at the NESCO Center in Mumbai and was the first stop in a series of four shows bringing the arts to India's largest cultural centers. The tour brings a total of more than 10,000 visitors to its locations every year. The final show of this tour will occur in Dubai. The word hot means bazaar in Hindi and is pronounced similarly to the English word heart which makes the name of the exhibition a play on words. Many visitors stopped at the practitioner's stall to view the paintings and hear the stories that inspired them. All of the artwork was created by Falun Dafa practitioners. Mohanish Rao said, I would like to express gratitude and congratulate the artists of these paintings. You are changing the world. Maryland, USA more than 100 organizations participated in the popular Montgomery County Thanksgiving Parade that took place on Saturday, November 18th. Falun Dafa practitioners joined in the festivities. This parade drew over 10,000 people from Silver Spring and the surrounding areas, as well as the Maryland government officials. The practitioners contingent included informative banners, a rousing waist drum team performance, and a Falun Dafa float carrying two young practitioners demonstrating the Falun Dafa exercises. People clapped and cheered in time to the waist drum team's performance. Channel 7 News First Alert meteorologist Eileen Whalen was this year's parade MC. She provided very supportive commentary about the Falun Dafa offering. The two-hour parade was televised live on News Channel 8, a regional cable news television channel 
that broadcasts continuously. The parade coverage was replayed on Thanksgiving Day. Japan. Falendafa practitioners participated in a number of Hiroshima events this November. The mayor of Hiroshima and several members of the city council stopped by the Falendafa booth to learn more about the practice at the celebration that occurred on November 3rd and 4th. Other truth clarification opportunities took place at the Kaba Komikan Festival and the Gonishi Komikan Celebration a community-building fair, and the International Festival 2023. Some event attendees imitated practitioners' movements when they did the Falandafa exercises. People told practitioners that they could feel warm energy flowing throughout their bodies when trying them. The exercise demonstrations and the waist drum performances were warmly received by the public. India, a Falandafa practitioner named Christiane Tyke has traveled to various places in India to introduce Falun Dafa far and wide over the years. It's long been her dream to visit the Andaman and Nicobar Islands, a Union territory consisting of hundreds of islands shrouded in mystery for centuries, due both to their inaccessibility and the restricted areas protecting the seclusion of the indigenous people there. Finally, between 2022 and 2023, she was able to travel to the Andaman and Nicobar Islands twice. During these visits, she introduced Falun Dafa to 12 schools, two colleges, and a children's home. Ms. Tyke was also invited by schools to hold numerous workshops. She said that shops, police stations, local libraries, schools, and colleges happily accepted information about Falun Dafa, as well as copies of the books Falun Gong and Juan Falun in various Indian languages. Canada, the Toronto Tianguo Marching Band shone brightly in three Christmas parades over a two-day span in Ontario communities. The first parade occurred in the town of New Market on November 18th. Later that day, the 67th annual Santa Claus Parade took place in the city of London. The third event, the Beaches Santa Claus Parade, spread joy in Toronto the following day. The Tianguo Marching Band was preceded by a banner announcing Falun Dafa. One appreciative spectator named Audrey said the band's music was cheerful and lively, while the pace and rhythm were neatly synchronized. The entourage was greeted with warm applause during each parade. Many said that they were impressed by the principles of truthfulness, compassion, forbearance, and were interested in learning the Falun Dafa exercises. Malaysia, Germany, and Colombia. Falun Dafa practitioners assembled for conferences in their respective regions to hear how fellow practitioners met cultivation challenges and improved by embracing the principles of truthfulness, compassion, and forbearance more fully in their daily lives. In 2023, Malaysia Falun Dafa Cultivation Experience Sharing Conference was held in Johor, Beru on November 12th. Falun Dafa practitioners from all over Malaysia, Indonesia, Vietnam, and Singapore 
heard 18 practitioners speak about their cultivation experiences at the eight-hour conference. Vollendafa practitioners from Germany and the German-speaking regions in Switzerland and Austria gathered in North Rhine-Westphalia on November 19th to hear 18 Chinese and Western practitioners share about their personal progress in cultivation. Practitioners in Colombia held the sixth Falandafa Cultivation Experience Sharing Conference in the city of Medellin on November 12th. Practitioners from Colombian cities, as well as from Venezuela, Spain, and the Netherlands attended the conference. 29 practitioners shared their cultivation experiences. Those who attended the meetings said they were deeply moved, supported in identifying their own shortcomings, and inspired to practice Falun Dafa more diligently. Spain, a health expo called BioCultra Madrid 2023, was held at the Madrid Convention Center from November 2nd to November 5th. The event attracted over 500 exhibitors and more than 50,000 visitors. Falandafa practitioners introduced their practice to visitors from all over the country. Many expo attendees said they were drawn to their booth by the soothing music that accompanied practitioners as they demonstrated the exercises. A 63-year-old booth visitor learned the movements and offered that he thought it was an energy field that drew him to the Falandafa booth. He said, these exercises increase one's inner energy and nourish and balance the body so that other things are not needed to keep the body healthy. Truthfulness, compassion, and tolerance are the only principles that need to be followed to survive in this competitive and cruel world. The following are selected cases of persecution of Falun Gong practitioners in China. Miss Liang Li Xing from Inner Mongolia died six days after she was arrested in March 2023 while visiting her daughter in Changchun City, Jiling Province. The police arrested Miss Liang because they suspected her of having put up Falun Gong flyers. Miss Liang refused to cooperate with the police's orders to write statements renouncing her faith in Falun Gong, or sign the interrogation records. The police took her to the Changchun City Detention Center, where she died. The cause of her death and details of her detention remained to be investigated. Miss Liang's passing was preceded by decades of persecution for her faith. She served two and a half years of forced labor and two prison terms totaling ten and a half years prior to her latest arrest. Mr. Dai Qianming, a 71-year-old man from Chongqing, became critically ill about 10 days after he was admitted to prison in April this year for his faith in Falun Gong. Mr. Dai was arrested in January 2022 and was later sentenced to two and a half years in prison. His family didn't learn about his sentencing until May this year when the prison called his wife. After learning his whereabouts, Mr. Dai's wife went to prison multiple times trying to see him, but was denied a visit each time. 
She received a letter from Mr. Dye in July. He wrote, I almost died in just 10 days of prison admission. I was hospitalized for more than 10 days. After I was taken back to Division 10, I have been taking medications and receiving IV injections. Mr. Dye has been arrested and incarcerated many times since the onset of the persecution in 1999. Even his relatives and friends were detained and abused for speaking up for him. The authorities once detained his niece and extorted 20,000 yuan from her family before releasing her. Mr. Zhang Yuhua from Beijing was sentenced to one year and ten months in prison and a 3,000 yuan fine. He was arrested in March 2022 after being reported for distributing Falun Gong informational materials. This is not the first time Mr. Zhang has been targeted for his faith in Falun Gong. In 2013, the police arrested him after discovering that he had hung up a banner reading Truthfulness, Compassion, Forbearance. He was sentenced to four years in prison. Mr. Zhang's wife, also a Falun Gong practitioner, died in 2012 after being repeatedly persecuted. His mother was arrested three times over the years and has served one and a half years in a labor camp for practicing Falun Gong as well. A 70-year-old woman in Guangdong province was sentenced to four years in prison in September for her faith in Falun Gong. Ms. Zhang Lina was arrested in November last year while visiting another Falun Gong practitioner. The police raided Ms. Zhang's home and took her to a detention center. They've never notified her family of her arrest, detention, or subsequent prosecution. Her family received a call from the detention center at the end of September and was told that she had been sentenced to four years in prison. They still know nothing about the details of her indictment, trial, and sentencing. Ms. Jong previously served two forced labor terms and two prison terms, totaling nearly 12 years for practicing Falun Gong. China Fahui articles encourage Australian practitioners to cultivate diligently. Many Falun Dafa practitioners in Australia said they were encouraged by the experience-sharing articles published during the 20th China Fahui on Minghui.org. The practitioners in China described how they followed Falun Dafa's teachings during hardships and tribulations and how they participate in activities to save sentient beings. Every article reflects the practitioner's pure and sincere cultivation journey. Australian practitioners said reading the articles inspired them to cultivate diligently. A practitioner named Yo-Yo compared the freedom from persecution practitioners enjoy in Australia with the pressures of cultivating in communist-ruled China. Yo-Yo said that in a free country, we don't need to worry about being reported to the police being illegally detained, arrested or sentenced, or having our homes ransacked. But the practitioners in China have to hold conferences on the Minghui website, 
due to the persecution, I benefited a lot by reading their articles, The Practitioners in China Think and Act Righteously Despite the Persecution, Nothing Hinders Them. Yo-Yo admitted feeling ashamed for being afraid, especially given Australia's lax environment, and for having slacked off with practicing the exercises and studying the Fa. Yo-Yo shared that sometimes laziness inhibits going to the practice site to do the exercises. Yo-Yo said, I hope to become steadfast in the Fa and cultivate as diligently as the practitioners in China do. Mr. Xu is a small business owner and has practiced Falun Dafa for over two decades. He said, Each year I carefully read every sharing article published during the China Fa Hui on Minghui.org. I've benefited a lot. I noticed the distance between myself and the practitioners in China. I need to catch up with them and cultivate diligently. He reported that he has read 13 China Fa Hui articles this year and admires the practitioner's righteous thoughts and actions. Mr. Xu mentioned that in the article Never Slack Off, the practitioner wrote, Even a level 7 gale didn't deter me. It was freezing cold and windy. The practitioners who were supposed to go out with me couldn't make it. I was determined not to let anything stop me from saving people, so I headed out. Mr. Xu said, In comparison, I cultivate in a relaxed environment. I have a strong heart for seeking comfort. I notice the difference when I compare myself with the practitioners in China. They are compassionate, selfless, and constantly think of saving people. I am greatly encouraged by their sharing. I will endeavor to do the three things well and assist Master in rectifying the Fa. Canada Ottawa Dragon Boat Festival apologizes for discriminating against Falun Dafa to appease Chinese Embassy. The Ottawa Dragon Boat Foundation issued a statement on its website on November 13, 2023 to apologize for asking Mr. Jerry Smith to remove his shirt with the words Falun Dafa is good in 2019. The statement reads, The festival has a policy of equity, inclusion, and diversity and welcomes all attendees from every race, religion, ethnicity, and creed. All people, including Falun Gong practitioners, are welcome to the festival. The City of Ottawa also issued a statement on November 8th in which it acknowledged Falun Dafa is a belief and said that event organizers can't engage in discrimination. Artist Kathy Gillis was one of the witnesses to the incident. She said, I'm glad they came to this resolution. People need to realize that it's much bigger than taking off the shirt. This is a political act. What is behind these statements of reversing their position is an incident that occurred four years ago on June 22, 2019. A Falun Dafa practitioner named Jerry Smith peacefully practiced the exercises outside the Dragon Boat Festival venue in Mooney's Bay Park and distributed leaflets to passers-by who were interested. That afternoon, Mr. Smith entered the festival grounds to buy lunch for a boy he was looking after. They sat at a picnic table in the festival area. At that time, Mr. Smith was wearing a yellow t-shirt 
with the words, Fallen Dafa is good, truthfulness, compassion, tolerance, printed on it. John Bruman, the CEO of the festival, was also sitting at the same table. He asked Smith to remove the Fallen Dafa shirt. The practitioner told the festival organizer about Fallen Dafa, but Bruman insisted that Smith take off his T-shirt, which he did. Bruman also went so far as to direct Smith to ask Fallen Dafa practitioners who were practicing outside the festival area to leave. It was reported that Bruman previously said the Chinese embassy was a Dragon Boat Festival sponsor and that he did not want to see any clothing with the words Fallen Dafa printed on them anywhere in the park. After the incident, Smith made repeated unsuccessful attempts to allow Bruman to apologize. Smith subsequently filed a complaint with the Human Rights Tribunal of Ontario. Every year around the time the Chinese Dragon Boat Festival is celebrated, Ottawa holds a Dragon Boat race and festival. In 2019, the Chinese Embassy released an online message to celebrate the Ottawa Dragon Boat Festival. According to the Embassy, on the evening of June 21, 2019, Zhang Heixing, Counselor of the Department of Culture of the Chinese Embassy, delivered a speech at the opening ceremony of the Dragon Boat Festival. The Falun Dafa Association of Canada, FDAC, stated that the incident is a reflection of the Chinese Communist regime's ongoing persecution of Falun Dafa and its extension into Canada. FDAC spokesperson Grace Wallensack expressed appreciation for the festival's apology and the City of Ottawa's statement recognizing Falun Dafa as a protected creed. She said the apology serves as a remedy to correct the wrongs and an acknowledgement that following the CCP's attempts to discriminate against Falun Gong in Canada is unacceptable. Ms. Wallensack also condemned the CCP's malign tactics to influence all different sectors of society in a news release. She said that the incident is not isolated, but rather part of the CCP's ongoing interference on Canadian soil. The FDAC recently published a report documenting dozens of cases in Canada in which Falun Dafa practitioners were attacked verbally or physically or otherwise harassed due to the CCP's interference. Ms. Wallensack said, It's alarming that the Chinese embassy is extending its persecution of Falun Gong to this community event, and it is extremely concerning that it has manipulated some people. We urge Canadians to be vigilant and alert to the CCP's manipulation and resist the influence of a totalitarian regime attempting to undermine our free society in Canada. Thank you for listening to the Minghui Radio Podcast. For more information, including news about the persecution of Falun Gong practitioners in China and experience sharing stories by practitioners around the world, 
please visit our website at en.minghui.org.